Hey everybody, this is Eric Mueller, the host of The Eric Mueller Show. You're tuned into the podcast that explores what makes any successful person's inner clock tick by unlocking the most impactful tools within their success portfolio. I'm joined today by Larry Dorfman, co-founder of Roots, the company that believes anyone should be able to invest in and build wealth through real estate, especially the residents paying their rent. Let's head on over to the interview. Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm looking forward to chatting with you for a little bit. Yeah, me too, man. And and Larry, before we dive deep into this entrepreneurial story of yours and the amazing things that your company Roots is up to, we want to know what makes up your success portfolio. Now, if you're new to the show listening, a quick background on this, a way to view it is, think of an investment portfolio that has your compilation of financial investments, lays the foundation for your financial goals in life. Well, here on the Eric Mueller Show, I want to discover how successful people like Larry invest in themselves and build that foundation for their success. So Larry, start us off here. What are some skills or traits, habits or mindsets that make up your success portfolio? Well, well, most, and if not every one of them is stolen and are created. So um, if you hear repetitive things that you've heard in other places, please enjoy them again. <laughs> uh, one of the things that we all learned in advertising early on, it takes seven messages to get the message across, right? Um, in my case, with a, a half of a University of Georgia degree, it sometimes takes 10 or 15 of the same message for me to <laughs> So uh, in the toolbox, probably of all things is the willingness to fail and the willingness to bounce back up from that failure because, um, you know, success is, is, I think it's totally subjective. And uh, the whole conversation about, well, it's it's personal or it's business and you have to balance your life. I, I sort of see the whole thing as one package. Um, if the thing that you're doing doesn't feel good in the rest of your life, then you probably should be thinking about where else you want to go. Um, so when you talk about tools for success, the first one is being willing to fail, being willing to agree that the first decision wasn't the right one. And, you know, this this mentality that I never quit, I fight till the end. I've seen so many people go down in a miserable state of mind because they just wouldn't let go of something that was no longer useful to them, if that makes sense. So that's number one, is just is just not being afraid to fail. Um, if anybody's sitting out there in a job that you just totally hate and it's not fitting into your marriage, it's not fitting into your relationships, it's not fitting into your life, it is your life. It's not part of it. It's not business and personal. It's every day you wake up. It's only one of us. And you're part of this entire planet right here. So when you wake up and take that breath, um, I don't even believe I got 24 hours left. I think I got that minute. You know, I always hear people say, well, I wake up and I know I got 24 more hours. Who guaranteed that? Right. Yeah, you that's know, a good I point. Can, I get up, get a cup of coffee, have a heart attack, and be laying in the kitchen when Kathy finds me. Um, so I think I think it's just being willing to step outside of your box, outside of your boundaries that you normally draw, and, and knowing that the failure is the place at which you will get your success from. That's yeah, and that's the first one? Yeah, that. It, is would you say in terms of so you mentioned failure, but in terms of success, as far as like the definition of that word, have you found that that's changed for you over time, or have you always had in your mind like the same definition of what is like what makes Larry successful or what makes your life a success? Yeah, boy, what a great question. Um, 
I imagine it's changed over time. Uh, at some point, I realized that 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 success is literally a momentary thing. I mean, literally a momentary thing. Um, I mean, come on, all of us. How many times are you as high as a kite one second and then something blows that stuff up and all of a sudden you're not high? I mean, look at how our minds go. Right. And um, I would say that that the clarity on this came from actually starting to meditate about 14 years ago and and spending some quiet time, which, by the way, I would have told you couldn't happen. Um, <laughs> but it uh, and that wasn't 14, about 10 years ago, actually. I know exactly what it was. June, 10 years ago. This will be 10 years and and starting to actually spend some quiet time and listening to other teachers who tell you, you know, everybody thinks that meditating is something you got to sit there and not think. Well, somebody please tell me how to do that because <clears throat> I have not learned not to think yet. I have learned though, and the first real success, that's here's the answer to your question, I think. The first real success was realizing that you cannot screw up meditation. You cannot stop the thinking. You can just realize you're thinking and laugh at it. That's spot on. Yeah. So so when I get aggravated and pissed off at something, if I can take that one breath, drop back behind it for a minute, and just ask a real simple question, what's it really matter? It could be dinner wasn't right. It could be somebody cut me off. It could be the bank said no, a little bigger <laughs> issue. But what's it really matter? What's it really change? And the fact is that in that moment, really not much. Because if you just take a breath, <clears throat> you're in the room you're in, I'm in the room I'm in, it's all fine. Yeah. And if we can take that moment of fine and have that little moment of success sort of impact the rest of our day instead of the little mo moment of not success, right? It's just that taking a second and, and realizing everything's up and down. It's all the same ocean. You're just riding waves, man. Yeah. And, and, and that, I think I had that observation of, of meditation. I did a little bit of that last uh, summer was doing a little program where you had to incorporate some of that into your daily life. And I think I, I realized that, you know, it's not, you can't control your thoughts. You can't control what comes into your head. Cause you can't shut off thinking. Like you just said, like, I certainly, if someone told me to do that, it's like, how, how do you, you, then you sit in there thinking about not thinking and so you're still thinking. But I came to the realization that I am just an observer of the thoughts. So it's like, if you have a thought that's not ideal or something contrary to your, your beliefs, it's like, you're just the person like observing from like a third party of that thought. So you can just, you can just choose to like, you know, it's like, let, let that thought just kind of be there. And it doesn't define you. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, have to really mean anything, but it's easier said than done. I don't know if you've found that too yeah. with the meditation. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, you know, we're talking about tools and when we, uh, just before the show, we're talking about what are tools. I'm going to give everybody a tool. <clears throat> it's a book. Um, it's written by Michael Singer, and it is called The Untethered Soul. Um, there are 19 chapters. I've read the book six times now. Uh, I've listened to it twice and read it four, and I make notations in that book every time I read it. And I sort of, the first time I listened to it, I listened to it all the way through. Uh, I laughed. I cried. I acknowledged myself and saw so many things that were so funny. Uh, he talks about the voice in your head better than anybody I've ever heard. And um, and then I read it and took notes. And then the next time I read it, it was 19 chapters. I said, you know, in my morning routine, which is another tool we'll talk about, I'm going to read one chapter a morning for 19 days. So it took me 23. But each time I read that book, it refreshes my memory to sit back, as you say, and just be the observer to the thoughts and not let them be 
the thing that changes how I'm acting or how I want to be or, or anything else, really. So yeah, it's called I, The Untethered Soul, like I said, uh, by Michael Singer. It is short. It's deep. It's funny. And it's the, the most impactful book I've ever read. Well, thanks for sharing that, Larry. Yeah, we'll tag that in those show notes so people can probably be a link right to like the Amazon uh, link to purchase that book. I I think that sounds like a book that I would like to read because it's really, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I maybe you share this too, Larry. I mean, I'm, I'm in the earlier stages of, you know, entrepreneurship, but I probably have a pretty obsessive mind. I probably get a pretty, you know, a little bit, a little bit over compulsive on, on certain things, but you know, that can be an advantage for me. And it also can be kind of a crux. So I feel like if I can learn to observe and maybe some of you listening will, will, will kind of resonate with that, that you think of those thoughts that you have that are not productive, just let those be. And that, you know, they don't have to define you. And I'm curious, Larry. So when you, you know, let's get into, let's get into a little bit about your company roots and, and really like kind of what led to that. So you, you know, yourself and your son, Daniel, and another, another co-founder, you guys started this company back in 2020. So it's relatively young, right? Within the last five years, what was that story behind why you wanted to build that? Or how does that align with, you know, the vision for wanting to make investing in real estate, you know, easy for anybody. You don't have to be an accredited investor. You know, anyone can, can start making money and building wealth through real estate because so many people recommend that you invest in real estate. Yeah. So um, the thought process started in 2020 and during the pandemic, uh, Daniel and his family were living with ours while they were redoing a house and everything was slowed down. Right. So um, they were nine months uh, intergenerational living, really something that I thought I'd never have an opportunity to do, but two grandkids and, uh, and Daniel and his wife. And I actually had another one of my kids live with us for two months during that time, different time. Um, but Daniel and Scott started talking about this concept of opening up real estate, democratizing it, if you would, becoming the Robin Hood of real estate, right? Or the acorn of real estate. Um, millions of users, people being able to access easy access, easy tools to make investments. And um, we love Robinhood. I, I think it's a fantastic place. You can go learn to invest. You can you can get suggestions. You can hear from other people. And you can do it in smaller increments, right? You don't have to be an accredited investor. Um, real estate has a huge moat around it, if you would. And, and typically, even if you own your own home, getting to that next one to make a rental home and to build out rental properties, everything else, until you get to about 20, you're not making as much money as you thought. And you better have a really good property manager or know how to. Sure. Residential real estate, as an example, is a very challenging world. I mean, roofs go out, air conditioners go out, <laughs> plumbing goes out, residents leave, and then you have an empty space for three months. So managing one, two, three, five, seven of those, yes, people have been successful doing it, but it's not easy. And getting the capital to play that game is not easy. <clears throat> so... Real estate, uh, Daniel and Scott both determined, and it's it's true, is the number one asset building, wealth building thing in the world. Ask Warren Buffett, he'll, he'll tell you, real estate's critical. Now, there's other ways to invest your money, and you should not invest it all in one vehicle anyway, but getting into real estate was the problem. Okay, you can't, you can't go out and buy 10 shares of real estate. Right, <laughs> In yes. most cases, if you wanted to get into a REIT, you have to be an accredited investor, make 200 to 300,000 a year, or have a million dollars in net worth. That is less than 10% of Americans, mm -hmm. less than 10%. And when we saw, you know, as they were looking at it, they saw how wildly successful Robinhood had been. They're like, how do we get there? 
So Daniel's living in the house. We start talking. He's sharing the idea. I'm thinking, great idea. You ought to go do it. He goes, no, no, no. We ought to go do it. And I said, no, no, no. I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, no, I, I really think you can bring a lot to the table. You can work as much or as little as you want to. But Eric, he was he was baiting me in because he knows, you know, once we get started, you're the same way. I'm quite sure because you got two, three things going on at one time. Yep. You got an eight personality starter. We're going full speed. And and I, I've never been happier working at anything uh, or in anything in my life. So the whole concept originally started with um, getting non-accredited investors to be able to invest. And then then Daniel hit on this thought process and maybe he and Scott talking at the same time. How do you improve the returns on the real estate they're invested in so the non-accredited investor gets a safer, more de-risked return? And the answer to one of those was, in Daniel's case, for 13 years, he's been building residential real estate properties. I've invested with him for most of that time, so he's got a lot of experience in it. He said, you know, there's the two biggest problems are the resident, called in most worlds the tenant, we do not use the term tenant because tenants live in tenements and we don't think they're treated as human beings. There's a big fight between the landlord and the tenant. Mm -hmm. What if we improve the relationship between the person paying the rent in the house without whom no one makes a dime and the landlord? Uh, you know, when you take a look at it, look at statistics nationally. Nationally, rent, renting family households make less than $60,000. Now that sounds crazy, right? But that's true. There are renting families making 150 and 200, but on average, the median number is somewhere in the early 60s, low 60s. Mm -hmm. Their savings account, lifetime savings, is 650 or less dollars. And I think you've probably seen the stat before. 69% of Americans have less than 1,000 dollars cash. Yeah, I saw and that on your website. Cash, it was like that. What's that? I saw that on your website. It was like that. You know, I. I had heard something similar, but you see a number like that and you think, holy crap, like that's almost three fourths. You know, it's like, you're yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The pandemic, the pandemic would have taken them all out if it wasn't for a few trillion dollars that had to get spent by the government. We need to avoid that having to happen again or we continue into this deficit situation. Anyway, back to your question. The vision was, how do you open up the real estate to everybody? Then the vision was, how do you treat the resident better? And then all of a sudden, it's where I really got hooked in. Was like, we believe that you can be commercially viable and community impactful. That we can, you know, motivated by money, capitalistic, but conscientious and compassionate. And we are proving it every day. So Daniel said, what if we take that resident and we let them take the money that's called a security deposit in most cases? Now, here's a really good study, Eric. Go around and ask people who rent how many times they ever got their security deposit back? You know, I mean, some people rent where they don't need a security deposit because they got enough income and their credit's really good. That is not the normal renter. Those folks have already tried to get to a house or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I got a friend of mine that rents for 14 grand a month in New York and is happy with it. I'm yeah. sure he doesn't have a security deposit. Yeah, but if not. the average rent is 1400 for workforce housing and the average security deposit is 1400 more than 80% of those people get none of their security deposit back. The landlords figure out a way to keep it. Imagine changing that game. Eric, when you rent with Roots, you get to take your $1,400 rental deposit and actually invest it in the fund that owns your property. 
in real estate that is growing and building wealth. Okay. They first don't believe you, by the way. Sure. Fine. You ain't going to give it back anyway. So put it wherever you want it. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that 1400 and then if you will pay your rent on time, be a good neighbor to whomever's around you. Don't have the police called. <laughs> and once a quarter, do a quick video and help us look at the property. Be our partner. Live in it like you own it. In other words, you see a dark spot in the bathroom. It may not be bothering you, but it could end up being nothing but a water leak that that two years from now is a mold abatement problem for $4,000 instead of a $200 fix of $4,000. So the idea is be a good resident, be, be a person who lives in it like they own it. And every quarter, we're going to give you $150 rental rebate so that at the end of a year, you got $600 in your pocket plus your 14 plus Roots Real Estate Investment Community made 16% in 2022, the full year. So if you add that on, they're sitting with about 2,200 bucks where they had 14. We have yeah. not found anywhere else that people living in the property can build wealth. Well, as we did this and communicated it well and told people about it, 83.7% of our residents last quarter qualified for 100% of their rebates. That's a high level of engagement. Now what happens? When somebody leaves, our typical cost to turn a unit in our non-engaged residents, the old ones, $3,600 to $4,000, normal, mm -hmm. normal in the Southeast, maybe more up in Minnesota because more weather and more everything else. Our average cost to turn a unit at Roots is under $1,100. Ooh, it's a good decrease. So we already, yeah. we already got the rental rebate back. We're already covered on that. Everybody won not only that, if you have 1100 instead of 3600 you turn it in a week or two or three weeks earlier, and you have your rent back up again. So the fund that the resident is invested in, that the non-accredited investors invested in, all gets the benefit of this less risk, better resident living in the property. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. Yeah, it's a mutual benefit. So that, that, like, that's what I first noticed with it. I'm like, you, you're incentivizing the resident to know that they're going to also benefit from keeping this place nice, from taking care of their home. You're treating it like, you know, like you just said, living it like you own it because you're not going to treat your home like crap if you own a house. Like you want to, you know, it's a, you know, think of it like a hotel room where people, you know, might treat a hotel room like pretty poorly. They know they're not, you know, they, oh, we're, oh, we're going to leave, leave all the light. Who cares? You know, let the water, it doesn't matter. Like it does who cares? <laughs> but, you know, you know, not everybody does that, but, it, you know, the mindset could be there. So you don't want that to be a, a, a resident. I have a friend like of mine that. who says it takes an American male 32 seconds to realize they're driving a rental car. <laughs> right. I mean, they just drive. We drive it differently. Yeah. We shouldn't, but we do. And um, and then they'll even give you this coverage that says if you're running all a bunch of stuff, just park it. Don't worry about it. It's all covered. Yep. Yep. <laughs> In rental properties, we can't afford that. And right. so when you're trying to help people build wealth. Um, right now, we've built over $225,000 worth of wealth for our residents since July 1st, 2021. Yeah, that's so that, yeah, I mean, you're, you're over 100000 a year. Yeah. And per resident involved, we have currently 48 properties, 89 doors in the property. On average, during that time, we've had about 64 doors of households, mm -hmm. and they have more than 2500 apiece. I mean, that's real savings. That's a real impactful way for me to have, since July 1st, made over 32% mm -hmm. 
return mm-hmm. on my money. So that feels a lot better as a kind of impactful investment that I want to make. Yes. Yeah. And and on investwithroots.com, like you can access, I'm on there with the, with this calculator showing on average the, how much a Roots resident can grow their wealth over a specified amount of time. And so it plug it in right now, it says five years, 7558 So $7,558. That's to think of that as a, as a person that I'm currently renting right now, to just think that you could be in some in some passive way making some money over that period of time is a really foreign concept for a lot of people. If they you know they think they're not owning the home, how could I possibly make money? So I just think this is a really unique, novel idea, and I love that you know you made the comparison to, to Robinhood because you know we've seen the amount of people that use that. And it's so easy access. You sign up, you, all of a sudden you can be investing, and you know you still need to be careful and whatnot. But have you found that you know let's say you have a resident move in and they're you know they're they don't believe you. They're a little bit apprehensive to the idea of oh like security deposit. I'm, not going to get it back anyway. Have you found any particular strategy that helps you like bring them on board? I mean, do you show them, do you, do you meet with them or do you have them like watch some stuff on your website or what, what do you, what do you do with that, Larry? Yeah, it's all about communication, right? It's all about positive communication reinforcement. It's also about education. So um, when we initially buy a property, we roots does not buy any real estate that is not fully occupied, throwing off 6% cash on cash with a resident who already understands the program. Okay. So how do we do that? Well, we buy our property in a sister sort of company, which mm-hmm. is the property management company. We buy the property. We use our buying property that uh, needs some work, right? That we're able to buy back a market because the key to making real returns in real estate is not when you sell a property because you can wait to sell. But at the time you buy it, you got to buy it at the right number. Mm-hmm. And remember... We started buying our first properties March of 2021 to get ready for this fund in July. The market was smoking hot in Atlanta, Georgia. Yet Daniel was still able to go out and purchase properties between 16 and 20% below market using a process he's used for 13 years, which is really being calm, really being slow, know what your buy box is, buying the right real estate, and know we're not chasing old ladies out of their homes and taking all their equity. We do not even approach people cold in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Instead, Daniel built a network of about 3,500 agents that love, they get into a situation with a house that they, their their customer needs to make a sale. Okay. So it hasn't sold, and typically because it needed some work and they didn't want to invest the money in the work, well, we'll take the property at a little less money and we'll invest the money in the work. So we take these properties, do all the reconditioning, anything that needs to be done to them, get them rented and typically hold them for another two, three, four months, getting that resident hopefully through the first quarter of living it like you own it. So they actually get to experience it because the residents on the, that company is called C, the residents in that company also get the same benefits. So by the time a resident goes into roots, they've established how it works and they've started to believe in it. 88% last quarter of our residents actually took a video uh, unfortunately, four and a half percent of them forgot to pay the rent on time, but they thought maybe if I do the video, I'll still get my rebate. Well, oh. they didn't, but <laughs> because you got it, you got to stick with the guns, right? Yeah. But we got 88% of the residents took a video of their property. That's incredible. I didn't believe Daniel could do it. And he's the one who said to me, look, if we just, Scott and I are going to communicate constantly. We're going to make sure that the team is communicating. So Scott Jacobson runs our experience team, our resident experience team. 
And he's making sure that they're getting educated on what it means to miss a rebate, what it means to, to not live in it like you own it, and then what happens if you do. And so the whole process is a, really a teaching and learning, and we're going to be providing a lot more educational um, aspects of the platform as we move along, financial education, basics, bookkeeping, banking, everything that we can. We've got some real vision for growing that platform as we continue to grow uh, our intention is to help a million people build wealth. And uh, we're, we're we're very small at the moment, but you have to build something small. You asked about tools, mm-hmm. right? Tools. So many people go and build this big, massive thing and fail big. Mm-hmm. I want big mistakes while we're small. Make them while we're small. They don't hurt near as much. You can recover with a hundred grand, not with a million, not with two million. Not with, you don't make silly mistakes. Um, you know, literally, we, we just sold the first home out of Roots, the first one that we actually sold out of Roots. We bought it. It's a single family home. It was rented already, and it was making enough to go into the fund. And we sat with the resident. We talked to him about what it was, and everything went great, and we put it in the fund. Um, when that resident left, uh, we added, it spent $65,000 fixing that house up. Now that we had that much money in it, it was hard to get 6% return. Right. Because because now you got a lot more capital in that property. And um, we just decided to sell it. That property made the fund in less than a year, less than less than a year and a half, about forty five thousand dollars. So we're not afraid to sell one. You know, Mm -hmm. that that property was originally bought at one hundred and sixty two, sixty five thousand put in it. Um, It was it had other improvements done to it and sold around three hundred thousand. So it made it made really good money. Again, building roots was to build something that was a safe place. There's there's always risk and everything, as we said, but there's a safer place for real estate. It's all full. We're 98.77% rented because the only ones not rented are being turned. They're not being mm-hmm. reconstructed. We didn't buy a big property. You have to wait four months to put a resident in. We have waiting lists for residents who want to live in it like you own it and build well. So that is not a problem. Yep, yep. We can find any... If you had a place in Minnesota right now that said to you, you can build wealth while you live here, you'd move in five seconds, right? Now, in your particular situation, and you know, you mentioned it to me, you don't have a security deposit because you got the credit and, and, and you're paying in a kind of building. You're not a workforce housing building. right? But in workforce housing, there's always some deposit and it's always not working for the person. And then they typically don't get it back. We changed that. But I want to bring up that that it was an interesting point that you made, which is, you know, that website is built not just for a resident, but for anybody, just like just like uh, Robinhood, where it not only allow you say that resident makes 7,500, let's say, that's without them putting a dime up of their own money. That's the security deposit and their rental rebates. That's all that is. That's why you take that same calculator and take an average person making 80, 90, 100 grand who can no longer afford the first house, right? Can't Not going to get in there with six and a half percent, seven percent interest rates and the kind of down payment and where the banks are. Mm-hmm. It could take $6,000 or $5,000 they were saving up to put in the house or take $500. As little as $100 go into Roots and build a recurring investment. You can actually click on $100 a month recurring investment. Almost every one of our team here has recurring investments in our fund because it comes out of your, Warren Buffett said, 
two things you got to do. One, go with the indexes and make some good money and build money over time. Two, invest in real estate or invest in something else that's stable, but make sure that you are investing every month right out of your bank account without looking at it. Automated investments. And that website was built so that somebody, if you take the calculator, put 500 in, put $100 a month in, show it over 10 years and only call it 10%, not the 16 we made last quarter, because maybe last year, rather, maybe maybe it's 10. The average REIT makes 10, call it 10. Look at the amount of money put in the bank. You know, young people today, you talk about success tools I didn't have a sense of, because <laughs> um, I played out on the edge all the way until I had transactions. But had I been smart, I had plenty of money to do it. I would have been putting more and more money away into these kinds of investments and been in a much better position at a much earlier age. I mean, if you're 28, you're 25, 20 years from now, you can literally have a half million to a million dollars sitting in a real estate account by just automatically dropping $100 a month in. Yeah, that's, and it probably sounds unrealistic to just hear you say that, but it's, but knowing you know, using the calculator, just knowing of stories of other people, like it's not, it's not unrealistic. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. So if you, if you're sitting there in your, in your late twenties, early thirties, imagine when you're, you know, 50 years old in 20 years, that small a hundred, two hundred $200 that you part with monthly on a recurring, you know, disciplined basis can make a huge difference later. I mean, that could be, you could think of all the things you could do with that later. I mean, you could think of the, the ability and the freedom that you could have financially from, you know, very, very like minimally impactful investment now at least it would seem it's, like it. it's it's basically investing a couple less beers a week yeah <laughs> and, and and our drinks a week and and the other thing is that um this calculator on investors roots don't worry about it go to investor.gov which is a government site and there's a calculator on there and that calculator will let you do the exact same thing and do it on a quarterly um uh basis that it, that you put it in monthly but it it it, it compounds quarterly and go play with that, with what you're able to do. This is a success tool. Go play with that, with what any individual listening to this podcast is able to do. If you can only put $50 away now, but you can put $50 a month away without thinking about it, and it won't hurt you, and just leave it there and do that for 15, 20 years. If, if you, I'm 67, I get Social Security. I paid in, I'm going to take it out. But I'm going to say this, if y'all get it, it'll be a miracle. I agree with that. I don't expect it at all. (laughs) You better be planning your retirement now and putting, there's no difference in my personal opinion, no difference between owning a piece of real estate and owning a fund that owns real estate. Um, In most real estate, it's not very liquid. That's where the problem exists, right? So even if you, if you own a home and want to sell one, it's a little slower selling it right now. It's going to be slower for the next few years, you know, not saying there's some really good advantages to home ownership, no question, if it is affordable. I mean, coming up with 5% down with no cash to fix a roof does not make sense to me. You're better off taking the 5% down, sticking it into something like roots or anything that you can invest in and feel comfortable in and letting it grow over time until you have cash to support living in the house. Now, I told my wife, if I did not own the house I'm in right now, I would be renting from roots making wealth while I'm doing it, let them pay for all the bills for maintenance, repairs, and everything else. And if it can make 16%, great. If it made 12, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then I would be on my way doing other things and not managing my own household. I've been living in it for too long. Not going to happen at this point. And like I said, there's advantages to it. There's also 
There's also a pride factor in a in a place that all of us feel when we own some real estate. And what we've really realized and enjoyed is that the the people who have invested in real estate for the very first time in Roots, people who are not our residents, as well as the residents who are investors for the first time, have shared with us that they feel like they own real estate. They feel they they can go look at the properties, they can see what they own. They you know there's no percentage you own. You own a part of the fund, but the fund owns all the real estate. And, you know, all the advantages of depreciation and profit and everything else come from that. Yeah, well, I, I just think it's, you know, the point you made about about truly owning it and being able to feel like that is, you know, if you own like a stock of a company, like technically you do own some of that company. It's a little bit more difficult to think of, you know, if you didn't start the company, like, you know, it's a different feeling of ownership. But I think it's a different example because with real estate, I do think a vehicle like this makes a lot more sense for most people and it's a very low barrier to entry and who knows it might spur you onto other things later. So I mean you maybe maybe you get you kind of dip your toes in and learn about it that gets you cascading onto learning more about like what are the inner workings of your real estate or learning like with your company roots like the educational aspect. And if you're not so I'm based in Minnesota, you know, your properties at this present moment are all in Georgia, right? And you all have plans to plans yeah. to move, you know, more like Charlotte, and, you know, kind of more of the southeast. Is the plan, Larry, to eventually get this thing all over the country? Is that is that the goal at yeah, some point? In, in a different way, though, Eric, really good question. So we know the Southeast. The Southeast is a very stable real estate market. Atlanta is one of the hottest in the country right now. And so everybody knows big time investors, wealthy people invest in REITs all the time where the property is nowhere near their house. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they invest in a project. The project could be in New York, Chicago, Charlotte. Hilton Head, South Carolina. It could be anywhere. Florida. There's a lot of investment in Florida right now. So this happens to be an Atlanta investment. Um, it still acts like and, and behaves like real estate, <laughs> real real estate. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, that so many of these are, are non-liquid. Uh, you can't get your money out. What we did with Roots is we said, look, if you put, if you invest, one, there's no fees to invest. You put those 100 bucks in, no fees. Mm -hmm. If you leave it in for one year, it means you get you've been there a year. You have a capital gain instead of an ordinary income. Now, if you're not, right. if you're making more than fifty, sixty, seventy thousand, that can make a difference in your taxes. Now, during that year, you'll get dividends every quarter. Those are ordinary income, just like a savings account. Last year was about five and a quarter percent. The rest of the growth is in the way we buy the property and the appreciation of the value of the property instantly and long term. Um, so. As people invest over a period of time, if you put that first hundred dollars in, let's if you want it out in three months, you can get it out. Mm -hmm. You're gonna if you take it out within the first year, there is a six percent fee because you're collecting quarterly dividends too. Right. But if you leave it one year, there's no fee to go out. That already is way better than any other real estate investment out there. Yep. They all have fees, It'd be a point, point and a half to get in. You need a hundred grand to play, you know, you gotta be so forth. So at any time after that year, every quarter, anyone can redeem up to $100,000. So that means pretty much anybody can get all their money they want to out. And you're not stuck in this piece of real estate. Yep. That's a, a huge point. Me, yeah. Had that, a that's a massive day point. Who had a friend of mine who put $10,000 in, right? And he said, look, man, um, I'm going to, at the beginning of next quarter, I'm going to pull my profit out and leave my 10000 in because I got a couple thousand dollars worth of profit. Is that cool? I'm going, of course it's cool. Mm -hmm. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Um, there's no reason to not access it if you need it. 
And then there's no reason to access it if you're trying to grow it. So you just make your call. It's a flexible way to put money away and take care of yourself. Um, growing your wealth now when young is critical. And there's just so so few vehicles to do it in that are as powerful, in my opinion, as real estate. I agree with you, Larry. And I, I, I truly like this is one area of investing. Like if you've listened to the show, like I, I have a lot of people that have come on that have talked about finance, a few that have talked about real estate, but really like, you know, the example of investing in real estate this way, I feel like is a, is a quick way to start, to just take action, you know, invest with roots.com. I mean, I seriously, I was a little bit uncertain of what I might do, but after, after talking to you today, I mean, I really don't think there's any reason why I shouldn't go on there right now and sign up an account and start, you know, just a recurring hundred dollar investment a month. You're not going to notice that in a big way at this yeah. point. And later yeah, on it, it, yeah. I mean, I, I just think, I, I think the value is, is, I think the value is very immense. So, I mean, obviously maybe you're about to say a cautionary statement, it feels like. No, not, not even cautionary. I just think I, I would, I would say actually almost the opposite. Everything has risk in it. No questions asked. Um, a couple of things, and this is not, this whole podcast isn't about a pitch for roots, but tools to succeed. One of them is you better plan for your future. Uh, right. and, you, and, and not just in the moment, you still got to plan for down the line, right? And for family, if you've got it. But um, Roots is what's called a Reg A fund, Regulation A fund by the SEC. And the reason non-accredited investors can even invest in Roots is because we went through an enormous process of having the SEC look at every single thing we do. And before we ever launched it to the public in July of 2021, we had the SEC approval as a Reg A fund to offer the investment to non-accredited investors. So um, on this, there's a place called the EDGAR, E-D-G-A-R, which is the SEC site. And literally every time we buy a property, sell a property, every time our audit, which we have audited financials, everything that's done has to be approved and cleared through the SEC. And and um, I was only going to say that, although there's not no risk, there's always risk, mm-hmm. knowing that there is some compliance and oversight, a significant amount, um, by the SEC is of value, right? In that particular sense. Absolutely. Um, you, know, yep. you said as far as small amounts, large amounts, it doesn't matter. Uh, getting into it, I tell you what, for $100, anybody can come in and watch it for three months and see what the communication feels like, how does the community feel. And if you lost 100 bucks, you're safe, right? right. You're, not, you're not probably not your last 100 bucks. Um, the average investor that's a non-accredited investor has been about $660. That's been the average investment, first initial investment. So it's ranged all over the place. A lot of hundreds, a, a unit right now, a current unit's $120. So some people have invested $120 to own a share. Some okay. invested $240, right? Yep, Just yep. However makes you happy looking at it. Um, but we talked about success being moment by moment. Um, what is any given person doing now to to get out of holding their cash under their pillow or in a bank that's paying them no money, right? And that's getting eaten up by, as you and I were talking, greedflation right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an Axios term at 7% a year, six and a half, seven percent a year. So you got to do something. And uh, that's what we we're trying to build was something that everyday people, anybody could access. The 90% of Americans who aren't accredited could actually start to invest money, build wealth, track it very carefully, see it all the time. Uh, as you see on the website, go into your dashboard, know where you're at, that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Larry. Yeah. We'll, we'll tag all that in the show notes. And and I think, yes, as you mentioned with any investment, there's risk, but I, I do think 
This one, if you're listening and you have even had the second of a thought of thinking you want to get into real estate, I think now is an opportunity to, to try it. And the quarterly, you know, payout, you know, if you want to cash it out, that's that's there. You know, so I think it obviously I recommend holding it on longer, you know, so the capital gains and like if you hold stocks or crypto, you probably already know it's more beneficial if you hold it for, you know, you'll be taxed at a little bit less rate in the capital gains. But Larry, I do have one final thing I want to ask you before closing down. And we so, so sincerely appreciate your time. You mentioned earlier, and this is on the website that Roots will help 1 million people build wealth through real estate. What year will you hit that goal? So that is a, a beautiful question. So you asked a minute ago, we're going to take it nationwide. So you cannot do that just sitting in the city of Atlanta, right? And um, the Roots Fund by itself, it's not, it, it's not only residents, it's anyone who can invest. That's how it really started. Believe it or not, we actually have shifted the dream and the vision to 1 million residents and all the other people being additional. And wow. here's how we're building the software part of, of doing all this in its early stage. If you like if people out there who like early stage businesses and so forth, Roots is not an early stage business. Roots is a hard asset real estate investment. The company that built Roots is a early stage, build a piece of technology to be able to manage a Roots thing like living it like you own it. And we are now starting to have meetings with other landlords around the country who are calling us saying, hey, how can I get my residents engaged? How can I give them rebates? How can I do all this other stuff, which for them to go out and build the same software we've already started building and we've got a significant amount of money invested in would cost a fortune. Whereas contrastingly, for a few bucks a month per resident, they can make all this work within their environment. So that is, I have a letter in today from Oregon, which is really cool. A guy that uh, is is building out his first multifamily found us and he got a group of people that have other properties and they all want to have a meeting to talk about how to apply this across the top of what they're already doing. Um, and if we can, you know, I'm 67, so I'm all about commercially motivated and community inspired, right? So I'm more right. on the community inspired side. Uh, Daniel's 35, Scott's 35. They're they're about even and even. They don't want to do it if it's not impactful, but both of them are still going to make that first real chunk, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the whole idea behind this is that how do you make the most impact? Well, if we can spread the concept where anybody in the country can live in it like they own it, why would anyone live somewhere where they can't? So we got, some big dreams, we got some big dreams for it. And uh you, you talked about tools, Eric, and I'll pass one more thing on to you, and that is that um, sit down, write down the wildest, most bodacious thought processes you can possibly have, realizing that you may never get there, but at least getting them on your own little piece of paper and then decide which ones you're willing to go out there and shout about and go shoot for. The worst that can happen is you don't get there. The best that can happen is you get halfway there and it's pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me of, I'll close with the Steve Jobs quote that I just freaking love, and it's the ones that believe that they can change the world and that are crazy enough to think that way are the ones that do. So I think with Roots, it kind of sounds like you're on that path. You can kind of become the authority. You have people contacting you from all over the country. You've got this model. You've got this platform. I'm extremely excited to see what comes of this. I plan on investing later today. I'm going to make an account and just start because I'm going to take that initiative and dive into real estate for the first time myself. Larry Dorfman, co-founder of Roots, thank you so much for your time. We'll look forward to following your journey and appreciate it. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.